morning from this side. This is Mark Agbeko. I want to welcome you to Times of Navigating Unusual Change. And this we do every Sunday at 8 uh, a.m. Today we behind schedule. Some things have to be um, taken care of before coming on this live broadcast. I want to just welcome you, share this video, invite somebody to connect to this broadcast as the Lord meets us here and instructs us in His counsel, in His word as we continue to journey to learn about honor, honor. This morning, I'm going to just continue um, in the same spirit. And I, I want to quickly acknowledge one of my greatest followers, a young girl, young lady, little girl, but great passion for God. Uh, she's called Sierra. Sierra is out of Trinidad and Tobago and the lord continued to bless her wonderful i mean shoba uh, good morning um wonderful wonderful i'm i'm god bless you sir and we continue to get into this and get it done the lord favor you now let me get into the, the word of god and let's begin to look at what god has for us there we go let's talk about honor and today um, uh, next, uh, next week, uh, should should be discussing the issue of how to give honor, how to give honor, how to give honor, and that is something we want to consider in the discourse in this um, uh, few days coming. Now, how to give honor, and let's start off by saying that beware of the spirit of dishonor. Beware of the spirit. Of dishonor it prevents you from seeing true worth it prevents one from seeing what is the true worth of a person of a thing and the situation that we are surrounded with because of lack of honor we are unable to or we are barred away from seeing what is true honor. let's look into the book of Luke chapter 4 the verse 25 through 27 I'm reading the New King James Version, Luke chapter 4, the verse 25 through 27. It says, but I tell you, Jesus is the one telling the story. Later, we're going to come back to this story and try to analyze a bit and pick out certain principles that makes an environment ready for the blessings of God. When honor is in that environment, um, there are several principles that we'll find in these um, verses we're going to read now but we'll consider those principles much later um, towards the tail end of this discourse not today so Luke chapter 4 the verse 25 through 27 it says but i tell you truly many widows were in israel in the days of elijah many widows were in israel in the days of elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months and there was a great farming throughout the land 26 but to none of them was Elijah sent but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Zidon to the woman who was a widow uh, 27 and says and many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet in the time of Elisha the prophet and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Except Naaman the Syrian. 
very interesting uh, verses we're looking at. And we see clearly that um, in the midst of so much that is happening, in the time in Israel, Elijah was only sent. And the scripture actually clearly says that was sent. Now, would we say that God was discriminatory? No. But there are certain conditions in the home of this woman that we can just in one single word describe as honor. That made this woman ready to be able to step into that space to be able to receive the Elijah dimension. That is another di another discourse we need to have, how to receive the Elijah dimension. There are a number of factors. You see, uh, some of those factors right in, um, in, the book of, in the book of Malachi. You see some of those factors in the book of, in the New Testament, in the book of Matthew. Uh, then you see this story also. Elijah was sent to none but to the widow who was at uh, Zarephath. And the lepers, which was only Naaman that was cleansed. We know the story of Naaman. We know how he wanted to walk away. But um, uh, through the advice um, of this maid, Naaman turned and obeyed the word of the Lord. And that brought uh, transformation. So let's, we're going to come back into this principle, okay? Okay, so um, uh, we're going to come back into this principle and we would we will hold it and hold it well now um you you're listening to me you may be watching this video five years after two years six months after you may be a man of god you may be a woman of god you may be you know, what is considered by people a church member and all of that and the principle of honor we must hold in great regard because whether i'm a man of god whether i'm a woman of god um we see the patterns clearly in Jesus Christ. Amza, you, you are with me. I, I love that. So Jesus gave honor to John the Baptist in allowing him to baptize him. So the heavens opened and the Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. Yes. So we see the pattern clearly in Jesus Christ. And Jesus gives honor wherever it is due. We saw how he talks about uh, give that which belongs to Caesar. And many people quote this thing wrongly. So we're going to come into some of these principles. Um, regardless of where you stand, this is a principle. Regardless of where you stand, you may miss, you may miss the, day, the day of your visitation if you do not stand in the, in the spirit of honor. You may miss the day of your visitation if you do not stand in the spirit of honor. So let's beware of belittling honor. There is this same spirit called belittling honor. Now, we look at somebody like David and Saul. We look at, we'll come back into these stories much deeper and pull the principle. We look at somebody like David and Saul. Look at where David um, stood. He was anointed of God, called of God to be king. Saul, anointed of God, called of God to be king. Saul was not walking with God. Saul was not um, honoring God in the manner in which God would want. Uh, but look at David's position. David did not take the place of God. David took right. Uh, David took the right turn to honor Saul. Even when Saul was pursuing him to destroy him, David never lifted his hand to touch Saul. So we would have to begin to look at honor very broadly, even from the perspective whether we are we are what is called floor members 
whether we are of colleagues the same level whether we are just under um, a leader a head or whether we are above the principle of honor does not know age the principle of honor knows something called um, um, recognition of divine choice and I'm going to come I'm going to come into that the principle of honor knows something called divine choice divine election and therefore we do not play with these things we do not play with the grace of God we do not play with uh, these dimensions so let's look at it um, I want to begin to look at the principles one by one how to show honor where does honor begin begin from so how to show honor number one we need to deal with the heart factor honor begins from the heart honor does not begin from the head um in nigeria there's the statement that is made like fan full respect fan full respect so somebody can be prostrating before you at the same time in his mind insulting you and cursing you and and somebody would just would just be um, giving you appellations and calling you names and giving you all kinds of honor but in deeply in his heart is turned away from you that is not biblical honor biblical honor requires that it flows from the, the the well of the heart it flows from the deep inner resources of the heart it flows from the place of the heart and let's look at scripture ecclesiastes chapter 10 the verse 20 ecclesiastes chapter 10 the verse 20 do not curse the king even in your thought do not curse the rich even in your bedroom for a bed of the air may carry your voice and a bed in flight may tell the matter honor flows deeply from within acknowledgement before you can give somebody respect on the outside and give him that respect that true honor as scripture requires it must first of all be a persuasion and a conviction on the inside if not what is done on the outside is just a put on what is done on the outside is just from full respect what is done on the outside is absolutely nothing we know in the scripture in matthew chapter 15 jesus says that these men these people draw near to me with their lips but their heart they are far from me they offer to be vain empty this thing has no grand power to shift things in the heavens so if we're going to move the heavens we will have to begin with the matters of the heart how do i see my leader the one before me how do i see my colleague do i disregard him do I disrespect him? How do I see that young man coming coming after me, coming uh, to take up leadership capacity or to express his gift and his calling? We would have to settle the matters of the heart because if we do not settle it, what happens is that we, we miss the, the inheritance that is found in the saints. The Bible does not just speak about the impartation and the grace and the abilities of the spirit the grace of god given to me for you but the the, the bible also speaks about the, the the impartation the the indwelling of that richness that glorious inheritance in the saints which we must be able to uh, pull along and live through that and express it 
the Bible speaks to us about shared life. So when we begin to walk in belittling honor, where in our hearts we begin to disregard one another, we disregard the leaders before us, what happens is that the bed of the air carries our voice. The heart has a voice. This is what scripture is showing us. The heart has a voice. It says, do not curse the king, even in your thought. Do not curse the rich, even in your bedroom. For a bed of the air. The bed of the air, when we go into Matthew chapter 13, we see Jesus Christ talks about the bed of the air and he refers to Satan. It says the bed of the air will carry your voice, the voice of the heart. And a, a bed in flight will tell the matter. So you will realize that um, um, uh, as much as um, uh, people on the outside may say they are offering honor, but deeply in the heart they have turned away, that honor has no effect and no power and no momentum in the physical environment. It is dangerous to be living out of the flesh, to be living out of the altar. It is right and powerful to live from this place. Because whatever you do, the bed of the air will tell the matter, will carry your voice. And therefore, when I leave from this place, it's so powerful. One of the things that I have said over the years, that um, um, I said the witchcraft in church is more powerful than the witches and wizards from all over the place put together. From all over your family, your home, the city put together. Because you see, glory plus declaration equals manifestation glory plus declaration equals manifestation i'm speaking about the heart the voice of the heart let me before i come into that let me let me shift and go to daniel the the angel of the lord in daniel chapter 10 when the angel arrived it says daniel from the very day you set your heart to seek the lord i was dispatched to you but but the prince of Persia withstood me if not for, if not for Michael, that came to my defense and fought and helped me, I would have been there by now. So the question is, what did God hear? It says, from the very day you set your heart to seek the Lord. Daniel did not even uh, perhaps started his fasting and prayer, but there was this persuasion on the inside. And let's call that persuasion honor. There was this persuasion on the inside. And as long as he was persuaded on the inside, that moved God and moved heaven. So it's important that we understand that the heart has a voice. And many pastors, pastors like, uh, let, let me read what Amsterdam has written here. Because many pastors don't give honor to other pastors. So they kill their own ministries. And that is right. Because if you fail to honor me, if I fail to honor you, who will honor me? If I fail to honor you, who will honor me? If you fail to honor me, who will honor you? It is a seed. Honor is the most powerful eternal seed that everybody sows. Whether you like it or not, it's a seed that you are sowing even in your sleep. Honor is the most powerful eternal seed that every human being sows whether you are asleep. Whether you are you are in the midst of the oceans, honor continue to speak so powerfully in the earth. Honor continue to speak so powerfully after your existence. Honor continue to speak so powerfully when you're in the grave. Honor continue to speak so powerfully even 
from the womb, I don't want to go into scripture, before men were born, you can see in scripture of God. <laughs> Look, this honor is transcendent. And therefore, we don't want to live in the place of belittling, where we belittle one another and kill ourselves, where we belittle one another and we remove ourselves from, from the opportunities and the grace and the impartation that ought to come into our world. So our hearts have a voice and glory plus declaration equals manifestation. Therefore, when we come into the body of Christ, we need to be very careful and walk in the spirit of honor towards one another because it is not about the flesh. Living from the flesh is destruction, is death. Living from the flesh, it is disaster. Living from the flesh actually also echoes in eternity. Whatever we do on this side echoes in eternity. If we honor people in our hearts, listen, that thing will echo in eternity. Heaven hears it. The powers of hell hear it, hears it. Hear it because the bed of the air, Satan, the J Jesus Christ describing, will tell the matter, will announce it, that look, there is honor flowing from this heart to that man. That is why the enemy con constantly continues to sow that discourse so we will not be able to see one another in the light of the grace and the power and investment of heaven but we continue to look at ourselves in the limitations of this flesh so genesis chapter 1 the verses 1 2 2 3 uh, 2 uh, verses 1 2 and 3 it says that in the beginning was the world and the world was full of chaos and everything was in disarray and the bible says the spirit of god hovered upon the surface of the deep and the lord said the spirit of god glory 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 and the spirit of god hovered upon the surface of it and god said let there be so as people of god anointed of god filled with the holy spirit if we dishonor one another, remember there is a move. There is a move of the Spirit always upon us. And when we dishonor one another, we are actually spewing out and emitting into the atmosphere negative energy, negative effect. And so we have all kinds of attacks coming against our brother because you dishonored him. Because I dishonored him. Him because somebody dishonored me, me because the bed of the air is constantly flowing from that heart voice and seeking to destroy, seeking to destroy, seeking to destroy one another. Let us respect and honor our brothers and sisters. Let us respect. Listen, um, there are men, men of God. I, I have been in some relationships and and sometimes when you hear the conversations certain people will have about their own mem members um, behind the curtain, it's appalling. It's, it's shameful. There is total disregard. The, just a moment. Let me connect this properly. There is, to there is total disregard for the people they lead. For the people they lead, there's total disregard. I'm not going to give examples right now. Total disregard, total disrespect, total dishonor. Husband, wife, if you dishonor your own husband in your own heart, you are actually unleashing the bed of the air to tell it, to announce it, to speak it. So the Bible says, Ecclesiastes 10, 20, do not curse the king, your husband, your leader, that junior emerging in the ministry, in your office, your boss, 
Do not curse the king. Don't pay full respect. Pay ultimate, eternal, glorious respect because constantly demonic powers of the earth. Satan himself is involved in the issue of honor. Do not curse the king in your, in your, in your thought. Do not curse the rich. Do not curse the rich. Do not curse the rich. Some of them may be doing a lot of foolishness. They don't know what money is meant for. I call it money misroad. They, they seem to have a lot of money and they don't know what it's for and they just do any, 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 any crazy thing. But do not curse the rich in your heart, in your bedchamber. For a bed of the air may carry your voice, the voice of the heart. And a bed in flight will tell the matter to other spirits. 2 Corinthians chapter 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 15, the verse 16. Therefore, from now on, oh my goodness. Therefore, from now on, today as we stand, now on, from the very time you discover this reality, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it in it. It says, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, according to the world, according to the patterns of the natural. We regard no one according to their physical limitations. I mean, you could, some, some, you know, let, let me say this, and let me say it blunt on, 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 on this recording because it's going to be there as long as it is available. Listen, one of the things that has permeated the body of Christ today is the spirit of dishonor. And this thing is found in the body of Christ in an environment uh, in such that people dishonor you because, one, you do not have a big church. Let me say it. People dishonor you that okay, you can have a very powerful revelation. You 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 command great revelation, but you are not a church at all. You are not called because you do not have a big congregation, because you cannot prophesy like that man, because you do not preach like that man. As a result, we see the spirit of consumerism that have, that continues to permeate the 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 uh, 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 the body of Christ, driving people to only go after what is popular, what is the in thing. What is the thing that is current and that is acceptable? But the point is this. Somebody needs to kick the apple cart. Somebody needs to buck the system. Somebody needs to stand and be uncommon and not yoke to the prevailing trend and must stay in his integrity. Young man, young woman, if you do not hold onto your integrity, and pursue the grace and the call of God upon your life, you will seek to become a cartoon image of another because you will become like Saul. Quickly, you, you, you would want to. You would want to sacrifice because the people are scattering away from you and they are going to the other house or they are going to that man or they are going to that woman. Quickly, you may want to begin to behave and do the very things that these people are doing, which is manipulative, which is destructive, which has no eternal currency. That thing has lost its currency on arrival. So a lot of young people today who have never seen, for example, the prophetic before, today when they see the prophetic manifestation, they consider it to be the, the, the essence of the call. Meanwhile, everybody is not called a prophet. Everybody is not called an evangelist. Everybody. So the point is this. There is a need that you honor your leader and work with your leader, not placing regard after the things of the flesh, the manifestations, the things that are seen, but regard must be based on, listen to what scripture says, 
in 2 Corinthians, regard must be based on this. It says, therefore, because we must not curse the king, our leader, and give them the honor that is you, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the altar manifestation, the put on. Some of them are just a put on, the physical manifestation. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, even though we knew his father, we knew his brothers, Joseph and James and all of that, even though we knew his mother was Mary, even though we knew he came from a poor family, even though we knew he had challenges, even though your leader may have challenges with his health, may have physical limitation in physical mobility, may have no financial resources, no car. By the way, let me say this, never, 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 allow your leader to lead you poor never allow your pastors to lead you poor never allow your pastors to lead you poor and tattered never never if you do because the bible look this is the spirit of honor this is not about trying to trying to worship one man or one woman or a collection of men and women the point is that we must give honor in the essence in which god defines it Therefore, from now, we regard, we give no honor according to the flesh, not according to the amount of money, how large his church auditorium is, how powerful he can operate in the prophetic. And therefore, that is the man of God. He has 1,000 people sitting in his meeting. Therefore, that is the man and woman of God and the church that is in the earth. You do not underestimate what the bits in the ship can do. You do not underestimate. So, so size does not equal influence young man young woman who is placing regard on the basis that that ministry that man has wealth and finances and opportunities as a result that man ought to be honored much more than the other you have failed it is time to return to the true spirit of honor the culture of honor time to return to this time to return to this my goodness it says even though we have known jesus even though we have known jesus according to the flesh yet we do not know him thus longer my goodness yet we do not know him in that regard having issues with my earpiece so let me do it well i got to do this well Beautiful. Yet, we do not know him. We do not know him. Stop knowing your pastors after the flesh. Stop knowing your pastors because he had a challenge with the wife. Because your leader has a challenge with the husband. Because that man is so irresponsible, so divorce her. And so she ceases to stop knowing them after the flesh. Know them after the order of heaven. Stop knowing your husband. <laughs> after the flesh. Yes, you're married to him. But that man, that woman, in the eyes of God, has something on him called divine choice. Come on. Sons, stop knowing your physical fathers after the flesh because of his weakness, because of his stumbling. I tell people, you are angry with your dad. You are angry with your mother for the very mistakes that he or she is committed. You surely will repeat the same things. Repent. Walk in honor. 
because you never know the battles he or she fought. Listen, do not become familiar with divine choice or elevation. All of us could be on the same level. All of us could be in the same ministry. Suddenly, I am elevated. I am placed in a place of authority. I am, I am, I am, I am chosen and placed to begin to lead things. All of us could be in the same office. Please, do not become familiar with divine choice or elevation. Do not become familiar with divine choice or elevation. The mystery, listen, divine choice is the mystery of the incarnation of, 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 of incarnation. That is God finding comfort to reveal himself in and through human vessels. Divine choice. God finding comfort to express himself through a man that is weak and has a wife that is just unruly. Listen. Divine choice is God finding comfort inside a man or a woman that is weak, that is sick. Elisha lying on his sickbed. This was the sickness that led to the death of Elisha. And the king of Israel came and wept over his face. And he said, my father, my father. And Elisha, the sick man on his bed, says, open the window. And that divine choice, do not belittle. It is God's incarnation. Finding comfort to reveal himself in and through human vessels. So, what do we do? Look beyond the man and see him as a gift to your local community, to the body of Christ, to mankind. Look beyond that man. Look beyond his humanness. Look beyond his situation. Listen, there, there is a man, John chapter, six, John chapter 1, the verse 6. There, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. I love this scripture so much. There was a man whose name was John. There was a man, human, man, human being, natural human being, the same limitation, the same frustrations. There was a man whose name was John, a gift, a gift to humanity. There was a man sent from God and his name was John. Look, one of the things that have killed this um, issue of father-son relationship next generation of leaders not stepping into the next capacity and standing upon the, the, the shoulder of giants is this issue of people thinking they are going to be dealing with angels. Your pastor is a human being. I tell people, me, I'm a human being first of all. We can disagree. After we disagree, I, I, I'm standing there and ministering and speaking the word, the voice of God. Yes. I am a man, a human being to start with. You are a human being. Your pastor, your leaders regard them in their humanness. Consider their humanness. They are not angels. And therefore, you begin to... Yes, the Bible speaks of, of leaders walking in high honor, high regard of standards. That must be upheld. That must not be um, 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 let down. But remember, you would not... You will see him. He will dress. He will dress casually. He will be normal, 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 and be ready to deal with his human factor, his human limitations. Therefore, there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. For for you to relate to a leader, a man of God, understand both the dimensions exist in the same person. Never, never, 
take this for granted. I want to stop here. I want to stop here. And I'm going to continue next week. And that's just the first principle. We have about four broadly defined. So the first principle we look at today is that honor does not start from the outside. Honor starts from the heart. And if you do it well, it is the most one of the most powerful eternal seeds that we sow. That transcends every season. Even when you are in your grave, honor speaks for you. May God help us to be a generation of men and women who honor God. May the Lord help us to be a generation of pastors who honor one another, submit to one another. May the Lord give us grace and the ability to be husbands and wives who honor one another. May the Lord begin to give us a new eye, fresh eyes to see, fresh, perce fresh perception of one another. Not seeing ourselves according to the order of our limitations and the wrong decisions that we made along the way. May the Lord give us this grace to walk in this foundational seed. Show, but I take up, I take up that way. Foundational seed of existence. Oh, may God give our children the spirit of honor. Father, let the spirit of honor return into the body of Christ. Some men have been dishonored by so many people without a prayer offered, without them being bound, because a people sat down and disregarded them. Demonic powers have taken over their lives and troubled their ministries and stopped them. Nobody is inviting them. Nobody is calling them. Nobody is seeking after their call. Meanwhile, you have placed grace and investment in them. Oh God, restore your men and women that are living under the curse of honor. Father, that man, that woman that is suffering sickness, disease, and limitation in life because of dishonor. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will open his eyes to see where it all went wrong and bring him to the place of repentance. That young woman that is walking in that wrong pattern of dishonor. Oh Lord, send, send your angels. Send the voice of honor to speak to them. Let now the devil that has bound a sister a brother lose their influence over that one and let the spirit of honor dwell in our homes in our churches in our ministries and our lives god bless you friends i want to take this opportunity to say thank you thank you thank you the other day my wife was asking me so every sunday you speak in the morning and then you in the evening don't you get tired <laughs> and then thursday you're on nothing i said well it's natural it's is normal um i want to take this opportunity to invite you thursday we have weekly online bible study most probably going to be our last uh, meeting for 2021 and then we'll resume uh, sometime in january so i want to reach out to you don't miss this thursday as we indulge ourselves in the grace and the word of god um, and in prayer you you want to look out for the um, registration link that will drop you the uh, the login credentials straight away. So uh, look for it, look up for it um, on our pages. It will be posted today. And then um, this evening, I invite you in Ashaiman in, in um, Accra, in Tema, to join us in Basilia New Spheres on the first floor of the White House building, um, the satellite, opposite the satellite hotel. Friends, I, I am very young. But I have seen the destruction of the spirit of dishonor. Please don't allow this to happen to you. 
And if there are men and women dishonoring you, disregarding you, you know, some way, somehow, there is also a way God does it that the Lord allows these people to self-destruct. I've seen over the years, people that we devoted our lives to, we served them, we loved them, we catered for them midnight, any hour, dishonored me and badmouthed me and said all kinds of things about me. And today, life isn't the same for them. Some of them seeking to um, reconnect in a way which for me is great joy. And some of them even still speaking out of pride that when we got connected and this, I mean, look, look, walk in honor. We have a life to live and we need to live long to fulfill that life. God bless you. I'll see you again next Sunday. That will be 24th. Yes, we'll do some broadcast here. We'll continue the teaching over here. I'll see you. God bless you. And it is bye-bye for now. May the Lord meet us here. May his spirit be with us. May the move of God be in our home. Let me just read this comment. Um, Shoba says, awesome word today. Pastor, blessings to you and family. Thank you. Blessing my family with this word and huge, uh, a huge blessing. Amen. Amen. Nazmoon, God bless you, my dear. The Lord favor you. Hey, Aniak, ah, in honor. Yes, we're living in honor. And listen, it says that for we have crossed over from, from death to life because we love the saints. Look, that place of honor destroys the power of death. We are connected from all over the world. We have a big family all over the world. We pay attention and heed to each other's voice and the transmittance of the spirit that is coming through each other. Um, in physical ministration and in spiritual ministration of grace, we receive it all. I, I through this broadcast, I embrace you. I'm sorry, definitely one day I'm going to see you. Nazmun, I'll see you. Japheth, dear friend, way back from primary school, way back from primary school. God bless you for being on the on the broker Sam, God bless you. And everybody watching this, the Lord be with you. It is bye-bye for now. Let the Lord meet you in this discourse. Go back to this, share it. Let it bless somebody. Note, note somebody who is struggling and you know it's issue for us. Send it to the person. Let the Lord speak to the person. I'll see you again um, next Sunday. Bye-bye for now. Hello. Good morning from this side. Uh, once again, I want to welcome you to times of navigating unusual change and my name is Mark Abelko. Uh, last week we did miss this session and uh, today um, even though way behind schedule I still uh, wanted to come live and share with you um, the word of God. So I want to encourage you to simply share this video, invite somebody to connect to this broadcast. It's been a um, a uh, very tough season, uh, tough in uh, with regards to um, a lot of activities and things that are um, we are involved in on this side um, in getting things through. So I trust your Christmas uh, uh, went well, and today is the box Boxing Day, and so uh, as boxing as it is you 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 want to box something for somebody all right so let me get into this uh, right away uh, uh, the issue of um, honor we've been talking about building a culture of honor we've come 
quite a long way in discussing uh, this issue of the culture of honor. Now, the, the, the issue of honor affects you and impacts you. Uh, I want to welcome you. I think that's Michael I'm seeing. Uh, Michael Mohammed, you're welcome. Um, it impacts you. It impacts the person who is receiving that honor. Now, the last time on this broadcast, we said that um, we need to be aware. We need to be aware of um, the sin of dishonor. I also said that honor, dishonor, is very expensive. Dishonor is very expensive, and so I said in that regard that um, towards the end of this teaching, I'm going to do a bit of teaching on. Um, um, the consequences of honor, dishonor. So today, let me just go ahead and uh, deal with the issue of how we can show honor. How we can show honor. We said the last time that it starts from the heart and we receive uh, lots of feedback, lots of feedback on this particular um, 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 uh, subtitle, um, the issue of the heart. Honor starts from the heart. It doesn't start from the mind. When I lived in Nigeria, we, the friends would talk about what they call fanful respect. So they are bowing down and prostrating on the floor for somebody who is regarded to be supreme, but actually in their mind, they are insulting the person. That is not honor. That is not honor. So they describe that to you, how some people make a fool out of others in order to just benefit from them. That is not honor. That is deception. That is self-deceit. So if we want to deal with honor properly, we need to begin to examine our hearts. There are wives and their husbands sleeping on the same bed, but uh, you'll be amazed, you'll be surprised that this woman does not honor the husband. The husband does not value and honor the wife. And it destroys um, a certain uh, flow in the spirit. It destroys a certain joining in the spirit. So we actually spoke a lot about the issue of the heart. We, we touched on issues like um, there is a need that we begin to look beyond the humanness of whoever that is set before us as a leader because in that gift, that vessel, that person is both the, the humanness and the divine appointed uh, dimension that God has placed in that man. So we quoted the scripture in the book of John chapter 1, the verse 6, it says, there was a man who was sent from God and his name was John. There was a man who was sent from God and his name was John. So we see a man, but this man was sent from God, was appointed by God. And his name was John. And John means a gift. He is a gift to humanity. And so we want to we want to receive our leaders, we want to receive men and women set before us um, with great grace, with great capacity um, in, in, in this regard that they are gifts from God. They are divine abilities and trusted down in, in, into the earth. They may have the weaknesses, the limitations that 
we may have. They may go to the same market and face the same frustrations. There may be people who can get angry, yet they are gifts from God. And that is where honor really begins to speak because um, your maturity sets in in understanding the premises and the dealings of God. And so you are able to accord this man or this woman the honor that he deserves. Now, it amazes me. It amazes me that uh, there are men, uh, sorry, there are women who are married to, uh, who are married, and they never want to take their husband's name and said, I still keep my father's name. And, and, and it's, it's, I, I see that as a whole lot of um, issue of dishonor. When you go into the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God brought out of the rib of man the woman and the man named the woman the man named the woman so that when we 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 come into this matrimonial journey we should begin to appreciate the issue of honor and walk in it powerfully give that honor give that regard give that respect give that love and appreciation the manner in which it's supposed to be so we no longer look at the humanity but we look at divine election we said last week so today let me just talk maybe about one principle or two how do i show honor to my leader to my pastor to my spiritual leader let's get to genesis chapter um chapter 9 and let's read from the verse 20 how do i show honor to him the principle I want to pull out, there may be many others in these verses, but the principle I want to pull out here is the fact that you need to protect your pastor. You need to protect your leader. Now, if I am the one at the top, I should be able to protect the ones down. I need to be able to protect my associates, those I work with, those that complement me. I need to be able to protect those men and those men around me you need to be able to protect them so genesis chapter 9 the verse 20 down it says and noah began to be a farmer and he planted a vineyard now we see noah after a very great move leading a very great move of god where the flood waters were all over the place and he constructed a um, a boat that was suspended on these flood waters 40 days, 40 nights. He was able to live with wild animals. I mean, apart from apart from the experience that happened in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1 when man was created, when Adam and Eve dwelt together with these animals after the fall, we have never had any record of men dwelling uh, as such with animal until Noah. Noah was able to live, great move of God, live with this animal. You would, you would see this leader as very powerful. You will see this leader to be a very dynamic person. You will see this leader to be very loaded and gifted and close to God and walking with God. You will see this leader to be one that is hearing the voice of God and leading the next space, the next move, and being at the cutting edge of what God is doing. That is Noah. That is my spiritual leader. That is my pastor. That is the one that is leading me. But the Bible says that after leading all of this move, this gentleman 
went to become a farmer and he planted a vineyard. And then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers. Now we see the blunder setting in. We see one brother called Ham, who is described as the father of Canaan, who saw the nakedness of the father, uh, Noah. Good morning, Shobat. Good morning, Shobat. <laughs> Um, I'm a bit fatigued, so I'm a bit slow today, but I'm happy to be on the broadcast. Just do this for about um, some 10 15 minutes and then I'm done. God bless you. God bless you. So, um, Kenan sees the father's nakedness, and this is what he does he told it to his two brothers, We ought to show honor, and we want to show honor by protecting our leaders we want to show honor by protecting our husbands we want to show honor by protecting our wives we don't want to yank and throw out the um what we would describe as their nakedness or we don't want to look upon our leader's nakedness his weakness we don't want to go out there and announce it and trade it and sing it and shout it we want to be like david that we we do not even want to cut the skirt of Saul. You know, cutting the skirt of Saul was almost like Saul is exposed and naked. Um, and we come to that. We come to that. So let's read this. So, but Shem, now he went to tell his two brothers outside. So we don't want to do that. We want to protect our leaders. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it upon their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away and they did not see their father's nakedness. Very powerful. I love this question. Now, this, just imagine this. Two of us, we seen our father's nakedness. And instead of walking with our faces straight into that space where he was lying and being um, drunk or, or lying out of the stupor of wine, um, naked, we went backwards. We turned our backs, we carried a piece of cloth, you on the other side, me on this side, we lay them on our shoulders and we walk backwards. We walk backwards and when we would have gotten to where he is, we drop this cloth cloth a uh, piece of cloth on him and covered his nakedness and walked away without looking upon him what 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 um, an attitude what what uh, a posture i think um it is worth saying that the emerging generation need a ministerial attitude need a ministerial attitude in this regard that will be able to cover one another and protect one another in offices, in offices, people need to learn to cover one another and protect one another and honor one another. Look, we in the kingdom, we have a unique life. This unique life is so powerful. The Bible says one another. There's something called a one another gospel. I call it a one another gospel where we love and cover and honor and up, uphold one another in great regard. In Babylon, inside the world, in the corporate world, 
they do not have it. In the places where you find this to be working, what it clearly means is that such a people have discovered um, a certain truth position that is so powerful that um, sometimes they may not know or they may be fully aware of the one another gospel. So they walk in, they drop the cloak on him, they covered him, and they walk away without, without looking back. Now, in the verse 24, so Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his young son had done to him. Then he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants, he shall be to his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the, the Lord, the God of shame, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem. Um, and may Canaan be his servant and all. So this, these are some principles we want to pull out. Number one, stand with your set man and do not uncover or expose spiritual leadership. Stand with your set man. Do not uncover or expose spiritual leadership. If you're listening to me, you're watching this and you found yourself in... Um, in that place where you probably would have um, uncovered spiritual leadership, I want to encourage you. You can still mend the net. You can still stitch it together. You can still find one or two persons. Go. Go before that leader. Go. Just apologize. Say, I'm sorry. Do it reverently. Do it out of conviction. Do it with true repentance. And finding some gift. Find something. Blessing and begin to rebuild that relationship and receive his blessings upon you because if that said man does not even pronounce a word of curse or destruction after you there is a way in which god acknowledges he is a witness god is a witness to honor let's take this and let's establish it clear when it comes to giving and receiving of honor and the blessing that flows out of honor, God, the Father of all, the judge of all flesh, he is a witness in the place of receiving and giving of honor. The giving and the receiving of honor, he is a witness. And so we do not want to play with it. So the Bible encourages us. We saw that in our previous conversation two weeks ago, where the Bible says that do not curse the king in your heart. Let me read that for you. That is Ecclesiastes chapter chapter 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 20. It says, Do not curse the king, the king. Do not curse the king, even in your thought. Do not curse the rich, even in your bedroom. For a bird of the air may carry your voice, and a bird in flight may tell the matter. So you see, so right even in our bedchamber, in the inner recesses, in the secret place of our hearts, when we, we keep a posture like the fanful respect I described, 
we seem to be prostrated. We seem to be saying, yes, man. We seem to be saying, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. But deep in our hearts, we are far away. We are turned away. God described that as vain, empty. He is a witness when we give honor and when honor is received. So this is what you want to do. Stand with your set man and do not uncover or expose spiritual leadership. Now, we can say that do not uncover um, elected leadership, um, um, divine choice. We talk about um, uh, we receiving men um, um, as people that um, have been given by God, elected by God. God's elect, not, not just any person, but we we receive them as divine choice, divine choice, divine choice, divine choice. So you don't want to expose spiritual leadership. Believe in what he preaches. Unless, of course, he's preaching something that is beyond scripture. <laughs> something that has no relationship with Christ. Something that sometimes people want to be super spiritual, super... Um, something as though they are the ones carrying revelatory power and they are exposing some some unavailable debt and all. All of those uh, madness uh, we can set aside. But when people are genuinely teaching truth and proclaiming the kingdom and that man is your set man or may not even be your immediate set man, the spirit of honor requires that you believe in what he preaches. Share in his word. Share in his word. Share in his word. The testimony concerning Christ. Share in it. That is why I put it there. The testimony concerning Christ. Share in that. And share also in his suffering. If you if you want to walk in honor towards set leadership, divine choice, divine um, election, then you want to believe in what it teaches, you want to share in the testimony of Christ on his lips, you want to share in his sufferings, and so you want to also partake in his honor, um, and grace and blessings also. So the Bible tells us in the book of Matthew chapter 10, 44 down, it says that he that gives, um, he that gives, he that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive the reward of a prophet. And he that gives a cup of water to a righteous man shall receive the righteous man's reward. So if you receive this man or that woman with great honor, great regard, what you do is that you step into participating in the blessing, the, the abundance, the honor, the spirit of grace, the power, the tremendous dimension that God has deposited in him because God is a witness to the giving and receiving of honor. That is why he says, when you receive, when you receive um, a prophet in the name of a prophet, you will share in the grace and the power on that commission. Oh, thank you. Let me just try to finish this. So, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, it says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings 
for the gospel according to the power of God. So let me read that again. Let me read what Shoba just said. He said, we also want to become him, a reflection of him on the earth. Exactly, exactly. You see, God himself does not dishonor the Godhead. Um, just just picking, picking, picking up on uh, Shoba's comment. God himself does not dishonor the Godhead. There's no competition between the Godhead. For example, you lift up your voice and say, I bless you, Father, I give you all the glory. And you never mention Jesus. Jesus is not jealous because you are mentioning the Father. And say, Holy Spirit, I praise you. Jesus is not jealous. The Father is not jealous and confused and competitive and wanting that glory too because you mentioned the Holy Spirit. Because there is, there is this unique... Um, uh, uh, intertwining intersecting and and, and uh, uh, flowing of life between all and what honor that comes to the father comes to the son comes to the holy spirit and we want to be a reflection of him in the earth we want to be men and women of honor men and women of power men and women whose life and circumstances become impenetrable to to or impervious sorry impervious to to all these evil things, our homes become impervious because of the honor that we bring we bring in our homes, our ministries, our communities, our leadership becomes impervious. But it's listen, immediately there's one person or two inside the, the, the leadership who begins to dishonor. What you find eventually is that there is another spirit that gets quickly introduced if the remaining people are not impervious. So we want to build that thing that looks very much uh, like God, not just like God, but we want to be like him. Um, we want to have life intersecting. Just think about three circles drawn together and woven into each other and all. You see that all the circles intertwine and interject and uh, interact um, at a particular place and have shared life, even though they have their uniqueness, they become impervious. We must become impervious. So listen, Paul said this, and I'm going to stop on this. I'm stopping on this. I'm stopping on this. My energy level is quite low, very fatigued, quite low. It says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Ah, Shoba, you got it right. That is it. The Olympic circles. Those three you see. When you think about a Godhead. Now, there are people today discussing new models of management and leadership. Uh, there's a book you may want to, if you like to read at all, you may want to get. It's called, the title is Halocracy. Halocracy. I can't remember who wrote it. Halocracy. I think Halocracy, Holocracy, Holocracy, Holocracy. One of them. You... you it's a very fantastic book describing um, new system of leadership, new system of management where there is no competition. So in office environments where you find people competing and trying to undermine, undercut one another's work in order that they can feel uh, supreme, they can feel, um, um, they can be recognize you know that such people have not yet arrived at christ they are still deeply in the trolls of babylon 
because it's only it's only the world system that tries to raise raise up a people at the same time cannibalize and destroy itself but the kingdom is progressive and it destroys everything that is in its way because it has a system that is impenetrable a system that is foolproof so paul said therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our lord nor of me his prisoner but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of god now you see um it's important it's important that we appreciate and honor the men and women God have said before us. I want to read the scripture in, in Timothy again. Uh, it, just, uh, it just flashed my mind and it's important that I read that scripture. One of my um, favorite scriptures. You see, if we honor leadership, we need to do it right. We are not saying that go on the street and fight people because of your leader. No. Peter tried it. Jesus stopped him. But we are saying walk in honor towards the men and women that God has set before you. 2 Timothy chapter 3, the verse 10, the verse 10 and 11. It says, but you have carefully followed me. Look at how Paul describes Timothy but you have carefully followed my doctrine manner of life purpose faith long suffering love perseverance persecutions afflictions which happened to me at antioch at iconium at lystra what persecutions i endured and out of them all the lord delivered me now isn't it so amazing that this timothy kept following paul committed to him trusting believing in him and honoring him in the midst of all of these look at the list but you have carefully followed my doctrine timothy did not say come on you're teaching a failed doctrine because you this uh, man of god you fell under cancer you fell under some sickness you become weak you this man of god you lost your properties and um, something happened your family turned against you you lost your investment everybody deserved. timothy never he never look at what he says he said you followed my doctrine timothy still believed in the doctrine that this is what Paul is saying. He says that partake, be a partaker, a partaker in that doctrine of Christ, that testimony of Christ, that you do not have to be ashamed of it. That Timothy upheld it as a testimony of Christ, not Paul's, a figment of Paul's imagination or thinking. My manner of life. Now he follows the doctrine. It follows Paul's manner of life because Paul's manner of life, I believe, is consistent with that doctrine. He follows that manner of life. Even if that manner of life does not follow the doctrine of Christ, it does not permit you to dishonor. Leave that man that God have ordained who is, is, who is decided to misbehave. 
living to God. But you make a decision to just honor him, but you will not follow that pattern. Make a decision to, to, to give him respect. You don't want to look upon that nakedness, okay? It's important. It's important. I have, I have seen people destroy themselves because they felt um, my leader uh, misbehaved and, and so I dishonor him. And the next thing we saw was that they also began to misbehave. Just the very same thing the leader did which they dishonored him for. So we ought to be very careful. We need to protect ourselves. Honor protects you. Honor preserves you. Honor is wisdom. Honor, giving honor is wisdom. It's wisdom. It turns, it turns you away from evil and destruction. So listen, my, my doctrine, my manner, manner of life, which is consistent with Christ, we want to uphold that purpose, which must be consistent with Christ, Faith, which must be consistent with Christ. Long-suffering. Paul has an enduring capacity. Love. Perseverance. Persecutions. Afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch. So Timothy is with him in Antioch. All these are happening in Iconium. It's happening in Lystria. What persecutions I endure, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Friends, I want to stop here. Um, I want to say God bless you. And I want you to ask that you pray for me, pray that the Lord will strengthen me, will, will empower me, will give me grace. And I trust this has blessed you. Next week, I shall, by God's grace, continue to teach this until I finish. God bless you. The Lord favor you. And I'll see you again next week. This evening, uh, there are, we do not have meetings um, in uh, from the BNS until um, on the 9th, the second Sunday of January 2022. So I want to wish you well and I want to say God bless you and enjoy your boxing day and the Lord favor you. Thank you, Shoba. God bless you, Michael. Um, I see you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. And the Lord be with you and the Lord prosper. Uh, all the work that is committed into your hands and prosper your home. Um, the Lord give you elevation. Tio, good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, the Lord favor you. Please share this video. Let it bless somebody. I'll see you again. It is bye-bye for now. Thank you. Thank you.